Everett Oliver speaks his truth about the state of voiceover. You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Here's the truth about the state of voiceover as we head towards the fourth quarter of 2023. Marketing is more important to your business and to your growth than ever. You have to know how to market. You have to be a confident and effective marketer. If you need help in this area, all the tools you need to succeed are available at VOpreneur.com. It is your guide through the business of voiceover. Check it out at VOpreneur.com. The Veopreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original everyday Veopreneur. Finding the right coach is key to the success of any voice actor. The right coach is going to guide you on your journey and find ways to bring out the best in your performance. And one coach who is more than capable of doing that is a 25-year veteran of the industry with credits including The Simpsons, King of the Hill, and X-Men Evolution, just to name a few. Welcome to the show, the one and only Everett Oliver. <laughs> yeah, I can hear the crowd. Yeah. That's right. I'll, I'll mix some crowd noise into this. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'll get some. And, and, and I'm going to change something really quick, to be honest. 29 years, I've crossed 29. 29 years. Oh, Everett, you got to update your website. <laughs> you know what? You know, I'm busy. I'm busy. Well, that's a good thing. So look, be- mm-hmm. before we get into this, th- there is one very important pressing question that is on my mind. I'm just wondering if your opinion of seafood and particularly head-on shrimp has changed at all, or are you still afraid of it? <laughs> I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of seafood. I'm just thinking that the um, type of seafood that you eat is probably not um, acquired to my taste buds. But yes, we love a good lobster. We love a good shrimp. We love a good um, piece of salmon. So yes, just just don't bring head on shrimp, swordfish to the Is table in the bag. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's that's a new way of eating. Was it what kind of fish was it again? I don't remember. Well, we had we had crawfish. That was the other one. Crawfish. crawfish yes. yes. Couldn't remember crawfish, but yeah, we're not a crawfish we're, eater. We're, but we do eat a piece of salmon that cleans the body, makes it healthy, keeps us centered and okay. focused. And these are all <laughs> these are all important things that we've got to keep in mind as we're we're trying to succeed in our careers. So we want to live. We want to live a long time. That's right. So yes. yes. So let's start, let's just dive right into this. I'm very curious to know Everett Oliver's take on the state of voiceover as we head towards the end of 2023 and as we start looking forward to 2024. Are there trends that you are following? Are there trends that you see changing? Where where are we right now? Where where does Everett see us? Right now, we're in... Uh, uh, if you want to call it a, a crisis, there are so there's opportunity. Okay. I'll start there. There is opportunity. Okay, good. Um, there are people who are moving here to Los Angeles. Okay. Um, you have to find, you know, the, 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 and the trends, dubbing, uh, 
I just had a class on it, which is so funny. And I always say it. There's so much other mediums that's out there that people need to explore yeah. that they're not exploring. Let's let's talk that's about dubbing right. for a minute, though, because it's interesting <laughs> that you bring that up, because I was just thinking the other night I, I had canceled my Netflix for quite a while and I. I signed Ooh, up for it about a, a month ago again, just because there was a couple shows that had come okay. out that my, my wife wanted to watch. And as I'm mm -hmm. sitting on the couch in the evening and I'm looking for something on Netflix, I'm noticing more and more and more that Netflix is offering a lot of international shows that have all a been lot. dubbed. And so that does create an opportunity. So, you you know, you mentioned dubbing. Expand on that a little bit more. What, what do we got to do? What do we got to be looking for? How does one get into dubbing? You know, it's opportunity. Um, the opportunity is, is you know, I know casting people who are hiring for dubbing yeah. or looking for people for dubbing. It doesn't pay a lot, but that's okay. It's it's some form of voice work. You want to do voiceover, you have to create and you have to find these opportunities. Um, you know, so, you know, there are people that's looking out there from all different backgrounds, all different nationalities, whether you're not, you, you speak, you know, French you know, Spanish, you know, there, so yes, there's tons and tons of dubbing. I'm sure that, you know, your agents are getting copy for dubbing. You know, I would, what I would personally do is I would look on LinkedIn, looked on Twitter. I think it's called X, whatever. <laughs> and <laughs> formerly known and as looked, whatever. I can't keep up. Yeah. And, and look for, you know, the instructors or look for the people who are actually, you know, teaching dubbing, who are actually casting for dubbing. I mean, it's all at your fingertips. You know, I, you said you recently did a workshop ahead. on dubbing. So talk to us a little bit about is it something what is the specialized or is there a specialized skill set that goes along with that acting. if somebody wants to do it? It's just acting, it's just acting, acting. acting. You just need to know how to act. You need to listen to be able to listen to the beeps. You need to be able to look at the mouth flaps, yep. you know, sometimes. But it's all about you just acting and bringing your uniqueness to that specific role that you see. So, you know, I, I'm not a dubbing expert, but I know that it's it's out there. Mm -hmm. And like I said, people, uh, I, I hear some people are like, oh, they're shy away from it. And I'm like, listen, this is, this is a great start for you to get into something else, yep, you know, and it could form a lifelong career. If you find the right instructor, find the right, I keep saying instructor, find the right person who actually is hiring for dubbing, you can make a full-time career out of it. I, I know some people who do that. I suspect it's one of those industries where I'm guessing it's not the easiest thing to do, right? It's not like walking in and reading a commercial, particularly if you're trying to time to lips and, and all of that sort of stuff. So I'm guessing just because of that, there's probably a smaller number of voice actors who are even willing to give it a shot, which means that for those that are, if you can do it well, there's probably even greater opportunity for you. Is that, would that be fair? It is fair. It's great, great opportunity. I know a casting director who's out here that she basically, you have to work exclusively for her. Okay. But once you get under her circle, you know, she dubs for features. Once you're in, you're in. You work all the time, all the time. Yep. And that's what you're looking for. And you might not have the opportunity to work in other different fields, but you're still doing voice work. Right. So, you know, you got to pick and choose what you want. You know, you, here's an opportunity for you. It's going to be, once you get in, it's, it's going to be very easier. But if you're trying to go ahead and you want to do animation, you want to do video games, then I wouldn't try to get myself into dubbing because it's going to be hard for you to make this transition.
And I've had a, I've had a, a client who did that, and I haven't seen them in a while. I won't even mention their name. You got me thinking now. I'm, I'm going to have to find a, a dubbing expert and get somebody on the show to it to explore that particular genre a little bit more because it does sound like there may be something there. So, you know, we're talking totally something 2023. You know, trends shifting. I, I got to ask you, although I'm afraid to ask you, what, what is Everett's take on AI? Are, are you thinking about it at all? Are you worried about it at all? Are you paying attention to it at all? Or are you just like, AI? Personally, I'm somewhat kind of fascinated by it. Me, in my creative field, it doesn't affect me at all. I'm fascinated a little bit about it. I did get myself involved in GPTA or something I think it's called. GPT. I don't even know the lingo. This is how, this is how bad I am with this, right? <laughs> I'm fascinated by it only because I'm hanging out with a bunch of young people, but it, it, it's not affecting me. I'm not really thinking about it. It's going to affect the world. Yep. I, I totally am up on the news feeds and listening to it. It's going to do some sort of effect. How it's going to affect you personally, you have to decide if it's going to work for you or work against you and yep. figure that system out. Yep. So as far as me personally and what I do for a living, it's not really going to affect me for, I work a lot in animation and I work a lot in commercials and I do other sorts of different things, but personally it's not really. So you're not seeing anybody talking about it yet in animation, commercial, dubbing even, like it's not, it's, it, it seems like it's more lower end corporates, e-learnings, maybe some audiobooks and stuff mm -hmm. like that at this point, but so I guess the differentiator then, you know, commercial animation, talking about those in particular, you mentioned it with dubbing as well. The differentiator is acting, right? If, you, if you're a good actor, right. that's how you AI proof your business. So uh, give us some acting tips. What do, what do we need to be working on to help improve our acting chops so that we can AI proof ourselves? Um, getting out of your head. Um, letting that- <laughs> Easier said than done. Out of your head. It, it's so, it's just so easy. Stop thinking. Um, uh, attending acting classes, uh, taking improv classes, the wall, the, my biggest, my biggest thing that is, is drives me insane is people have been traumatized in their life. I get it. Mm -hmm. We've all had something in their life, but they have allowed that to affect them in a way yeah. that I hear and I have to really figure out what that trauma is and like talk these people, talk these people, talk actors through it. And I say, listen, I'm not no psychologist. Are you sure? <laughs> I can advise you to the best of my ability and guide you, but you have to be able to play. You have to be able to be vulnerable. This is not that serious. We're not brain surgeons. We're not, you know, pulling teeth at the dentist yep. or giving, you know, yep. doing other stuff. This is supposed to be a profession that you love. Yeah. This is supposed to be a profession that be as creative as you can and not let any barriers, not let people tell you that you can't do it. it there's just so much. And that's what I say as far as acting is concerned. That's what I listen for. 
You know, I want to know who's going to come and have fun and be truthful to who they are and themselves. I'm trying to think. I, I was thinking about how long I've known you. I'm guessing it's probably been pretty close to a decade. And so that means that pretty close to a decade, you've been telling me and everybody I know who I send to you to, to get out of our heads. It it really is a big problem, isn't it? Like, I don't it, that psychological barrier doesn't just impact the the acting side and the in the booth side either. I mean, I see it every day with voice actors who I'm coaching for marketing. More often than not, they know exactly what to do as far as what steps to take, but it's it's this mind game that's going on that, that keeps them from doing that marketing. And it's that same mental game that that keeps them from really letting go or, or you know, s- setting themselves free in the booth. So what do we do? Do we just need to call you and you just we... be like, get out of your head, Mark. Mark, get out of your head no. before every audition. <laughs> We have to do things to occupy ourselves. Like we go running, we go bowling, we go miniature golf, we go uh, play with our kids. Yep. Um, we watch them play, you know, video games. We have to do stuff to really, really regain that funness. Yeah. You know, to so you have to psych your mind out. Yeah. You know, you've gotten much better. I will say that in the, in the last. I know. 10 I'm years still. You have. I'm completely self conscious you know? in the booth. I don't. I don't deny that. I still. Well, you, you your mind never shuts off. No, That's it doesn't. It's true about that. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and see, I know you well enough to say it's like my, I don't now, deny it. <laughs> you you have a you have child. Go play with your child. Yeah. Shut that part of the brain off. And then once you go ahead and you play with your child a little bit, then step into the booth and do your additions. It's all of that. You know, go watch your favorite TV show, you know, to make you laugh. Yeah. You've got to do, you've got to play mind tricks, you know, to do that. You know, you got to exercise, go do yoga, go do meditation. There's so much you can do. Go call a friend, go watch your favorite video, yep. you know, to, to help you, you know, connect. It's true. It, there is so much of a, a mental component to this that and and it is universal like every voice actor mm-hmm. that i talk to struggles with it in some capacity you know some it, it is in the booth some it's in the office side of things doing the business side of things but it, it's so valid that there's that mental component and getting out of your head and getting out of your way it really does feel like the vast majority of us in this industry just needs some form of therapy figure out some of this stuff <laughs> And then we could do better in the that. booth. You didn't you didn't say it, but I know you're thinking it, Everett. Tell the truth now. Come on. I mean, this episode is titled Everett Speaks His Truth. <laughs> I, as I'm sweating right I'm like, I didn't say that. <laughs> and it is true. It's true. You know, it it's is. not it's not like, you know, it's 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 therapy, but I mean you have to talk it out. Yep. You have to talk your issues out yep. with someone just to really, really it's that core. And once you've gotten all of that stuff off your chest. Yep. All of that, you know, relationships, family stuff, then you'll be able to find that true core of who you are. And that truth tell is, as as um, Dave Walsh would yep. say, that truth tell is going to come out. Yeah. It's totally going to come out and you're going to hear it. Yeah. You know, they're going to say that's who you are. Yeah. You know. So let's so. let's expand on this a little bit further. Then I, I know there's a few different things that you do uh, from a from a coaching and, and uh, directing and casting standpoint. So let's start with commercial. What is going on in commercial right now? What is what is the hot trend in commercial? Is it still just that that you know conversational non-announcer thing or everything? Everything. Everything's Every genre doesn't grounded. matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It's all natural. It's all grounded. It's very conversational. 
um, us on our West Coast. It's um, improv. Mm-hmm. They want you to be funny. If you're a comedian, that'd be great. They're looking for people who are comedians, who are funny. It's all about your comedy, your comedic timing and connecting to the copy, connecting to the words. So let's let's talk um, about that then. You. If the comedy side and the improv side of things, is this a, is this a situation where if you're recording an audition, you're you're giving them one take according to specs and then you're giving a second take and maybe you're ad-libbing a little bit or adding a little bit of that improv or personality into it? Is, would you do that? I would I would I would totally ad-lib okay. even in your first take. You know, go ahead and give them, you know, switch switch it up. If, you know, they're going to be listening to stuff over and over and over again. I mean, we're going to be listening to about about 500 auditions. So give them that first take that's going to have that improv, that's going to have that comedy and put that in there. I know that some of the agents on the East Coast or in the Midwest will say, um, don't ad lib because they don't like ad lib. But here's the factor. Let's get let's get to the nitty gritty. All right. Let's let's get here. We go. Getting real. now. Here's the thing. The thing is, is that, you know. Casting directors, find out what the casting directors want. Look the casting directors up on LinkedIn or on Instagram or Google them. The casting directors are listed somewhere online. There's going to be some sort of an interview, whether it's on camera or whether it's written down. You will know what the casting directors are looking for. So it's best to, even if your agent is against it, you could go ahead and put a little note and say, this is what the casting director is looking for. And I'm going to, according to the casting director, if I'm trying to book it. So you mentioned East Coast and West Coast, which is something I know you've talked about in the past, and that there are sometimes differences in the East Coast read versus the West Coast read. So you mentioned West Coast tends to be a little bit more of the improv. Free. Is, so is this something where if you could determine that, that that casting that you're getting from your agent, if you're on the East Coast, say, but you can determine that that casting that's coming from your agent is being cast in L.A., then maybe give it some of that. You should read according to the region. Read according okay. to the region where you're sending the audition All to. Right. You know, uh, to everyone is, don't honor those commas. If you're reading for the West, leave go right through those commas. Yep. You know, bring you to it. Everyone tends to, and it's the, and, and I had a, a on, I had a casting director on for one of my online programs and I was not trying to be right, but you can hear the difference in the reads, right. the over articulation that everybody does on the East coast. You can totally hear it. Yep. Stick to that. If you're reading for an East coast casting director, but like I said, my advice is, is to find out who this casting director right. is, find out who the company is. Is if you yep. can, you know, ask questions, contact your agent. There's nothing wrong with asking your agent one small quick question. I didn't say call the agent. I s- now let's be clear about that. every audition. Can you tell me about? You. I got a question about this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. No. I got a question, yeah. but I what I'm saying is, dr- Everett drop said a small email. <laughs> right. A small email as my facial expression. <laughs> drop a small, you know, question as to you know. Whatever you're interested in, don't make it five questions, one question. Mm -hmm. So that way the agent should be able to spit the answer back. And they really, they're only going to give you a few, like a sentence or two. That's what you're looking for. Do your research, people. It's so important to do your research, which actors are not doing. I know they're not doing any research. It's true. Comes into the booth, Mm -hmm. we grab it, we rip it and reread it. I mean, there's still. Over and over again. And it's like. That's fair. I can tell yep. because 
when you're reading copy, you're not connecting to it. You're fl- you're flumbling in words. You're trying to, you know, figure stuff out. And I'm like, listen, when we worked at the agency many moons ago, the agents would tell us that they have literally 15 minutes. They're not done in 15 minutes. Now, now, mind you, they would have probably five or six pieces of copy. Right. They they. So if you had 15 minutes to get five pieces of copy out, you had to be out in 15 minutes. So that's how I treat everyone. I'm like, listen, this should be, if you got three lines, there should be no reason why it's taking you 45 minutes to do three lines. That's valid. Or three paragraphs. Yep. Short paragraphs. Especially if you're doing commercial copy. You know, no, part of it is is that they're not doing their research. And part of it is they're not prepping before they get the copy. That's another issue that actors are not doing, you know? So it's like, there's no more just go ahead, cold reading it, boom. Really, for me, in my opinion, if people are doing cold reads, I mean, it's good too, just in case, to be on top of that and not just revise you coaching. But in today's society, you should be able to get the copy, really prepare for it, and boom, go right in and knock it out the box. So many of the auditions that I'm seeing from my agents now are coming with briefs that are three pages long. And it and it's really easy to to get this document, and you've got a, a fifteen second commercial read, or you know maybe a thirty second commercial read, and you just want to get in the booth and get it done and move on to the next audition, and so you're not actually taking the time to read that three page brief. But more often than not, I think it, it's probably fair to say that everything that you need to know in order to deliver that great read mm-hmm. would come if mm-hmm. you would just take a couple of minutes to go read that thing. brief. Understand mm-hmm. the the story they're trying to tell, the who they're trying to tell the story are, to, the, all that. What do they yeah. want? What do they want? How do you bring your point of view to it? Stop getting caught up on the time. I know some coaches are going to go ahead and fight me on it about the time. It's about really being natural and grounded. The casting person is is rooting for yeah. you. They're not so much caught up on the time yep. that you have to come in. Yep. That's an old school way of thinking. Yep. My suggestion is get as close as possible, but you, even if you go slightly a little over, it's not going to kill yeah. you. If you give them the right read. It's all about the right read. It's all about you connecting to it. It's all about becoming whatever you're absolutely saying and telling your true self and creating that story and giving them levels and giving options. That's what it's about. It's not about how fast we can get yep. it done because you'll never go ahead and you'll book that way. It's not about that. I think- Probably part of this stems from the online casting world where it's literally, you know, if you don't submit your audition in the first five minutes, a hundred other voice actors have already submitted. And so we're in this, you know, factory assembly line mode of just get in, crank it out, move on to the next, get in, crank it out, move on to the next. But the reality is if we would just slow down a little bit, give Progress. give each one of those auditions their their due time and, and respect, read through those briefs, we'd probably be Maybe you don't get as many auditions submitted, but if you're submitting higher quality right. auditions, you probably are increasing your conversion rate as well. And you'll get closer. You'll get closer to your, your goal. Have you ever sat down to write a marketing email and felt like you got a pretty good email written and you know that you've got the right person to send it to, but now you're trying to figure out what the heck do I put in the subject line? Let me help you with that. I have created the ultimate VOpreneur subject line reference guide. This is a really handy guide that is not only going to give you a number of different types of subject lines that you can write, but it has 40 
pre-written subject lines that you can use for inspiration, as well as a number of best practices and tips to consider when it comes to putting together your subject lines. This incredible reference guide is available for just $27, and it is available online now for instant download at veopreneur.com. Go to veopreneur.com, look for the ultimate subject line reference guide, and never struggle with what to put in the subject line ever again. It's available for instant download at veopreneur.com. Now, back to our show. Let's talk about, you said, you know, authentic, real, genuine, conversational is, is the word that everybody's using. If I were to ask a hundred... Oh, and there's one thing, oh, yep, too, that I should add to that. Point of view. People miss their point of view. I bring it all the time. Where's your point right. of view besides that conversational yep. blah, blah, blah? And everyone misses that point yeah. of view. Everybody across the board. And that's the first thing that I listen to um, is that I'm like, what's your point of view? As you ask those questions to yourself, right. I've always, that's just my goal. But go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, that's okay. I, I'm just curious. If, if I were to survey a hundred coaches and casting directors and ask a hundred coaching uh, coaches and casting directors, what is your definition of the conversational read? I'm sure that I would get a hundred unique takes on that, which is one of the reasons why it can be very frustrating for voice actors trying to discern what does conversational actually mean? What is Everett's definition of conversational? What are you looking for if you're doing the casting or if you're doing the directing, what are you looking for that represents conversational to you? Well, A, let's start off with conversational. Conversational to me is having a conversation like you do sitting with a friend right. at a bar, talking to your family on the right. phone. I mean, it's just as basic as sitting at Thanksgiving and talking about whatever you talk about. And then I, what I specifically look for is the realism, how real and authentic you are. Um, and when I'm I'm sitting up there and I'm pull, even pulling characters, you know, working with actors on characters, and and, and I work with them on commercials. I want there's a truth to it. I want to hear also. Thank you. I just heard a, a real life experiences. Right. Everybody has an experience, and I want to hear that story. And so, in my insane loving way, which I'm tapping and I'm getting messages as we speak. <laughs> it's, I can tap into a real life experience that this person has had and I, and I give it to them yeah. and I say, give me what you're, give me a conversation with you and your best friend or you and your neighbor have had maybe a day or two ago and tell me what that experience is. So that's what that's what to me, as far as what a conversational is, experience and realism. And that's something that you and making me laugh. And, and that's something you and can't get, you to, get to if it. you're just grabbing the script, running in the booth, knocking out right. a read. You've you've got to take a minute right. and right. And you've got to bring that. Like I said, it's yep. interesting because it just hit me. You've got to bring those real life experiences into it right. because only you have experienced yep. it. Everybody experienced stuff totally different. Yep. Everybody, you know, life we're all come from different races, backgrounds, whatever it's, it's our journey is different. Yep. So if you bring that realism to it, a casting person is going to hear that and they're going to go, ah, or they could relate. Yep. You know, I did hear a casting person once say too. sometimes it's the tone, mm -hmm. it's their voice. Mm -hmm. 
it might trigger a first love. Yeah. It might trigger uh, um, losing a grandparent. Yeah. Um, it, it, it just does different moments and different things. Yep. So you have to also bring that element. To, and that's where your truth telling to me yeah. comes from, bringing those different experiences and moments. Right. So keep that in mind as well. So let's shift gears then and, and apply some of this into animation, because I know this is another area where you, where you work a lot. What's trending in animation right now and what do we need to know? Because I know it it's one of those genres that so many voice actors want to be a part of. Uh, what are we doing in our animation auditions to make them better and to stand out a little more? As we said earlier, just to realize it's all the bringing, same stuff. You know, there's some people it's cartoony. There's a few, everyone is saying be real and conversational in your, your cartoon characters. Um, I listen for the acting. I listen for the different levels. I listen for your comedy, if you're funny. Mm -hmm. um, that's what the animation world is. I'm listening for whether you are a person who does preschool because that's what they do on the East Coast. So there's a different kind of sort of language that I listen to the way they're speaking. If they're like a teacher teaching preschool, or if they're little kids, um, there's a certain articulation that I'm listening for and I'm going, oh, this is what we do on the East Coast. Okay. So this is where your market is here. Um, we're much more freer here. The animation is much more, you could be over the top. Um, we want to hear whether or not the rapping and seeing um, all of this new stuff that you do for the oncoming world should be also bringing it into your voice world. So that's what's trending. And that's what I'm hearing. Um, you know, they want to know about what's it, non-binary, all of this stuff is coming through, whether in your characters or, you know, in commercials. Let, so that's what's trending. Talk about if you watch Disney movies right now, just that's the easiest one to think of. So many of the Disney movies, it's not really character voices anymore it's it's natural voices it's mm -hmm. actors who are playing a character how does that factor in for somebody who's studying animation maybe thinking about doing an animation demo is is it two demos now is there like a character voices demo but then you're just character acting demo or do you incorporate those two things together somehow like i know a lot of people are like oh i can do all kinds of voices well it's great that you can do all kinds of voices but that's not always what the story is in animation anymore. So talk a little bit about that. No. So the demos they're really listening for, as I said earlier, is you. Yeah. They're listening for you. And this is how I do demos. Um, it, I would do a variation or a combination. There's no more just character voices where separate demos here for characters and a separate voice for, you know, other demos. What you're doing is what I do is I'm bringing your personality for each specific character. Mm -hmm. And I'm allowing you to, I, I also bring characters to see how well you can step outside the box. So if you're doing feature animation, yes, you can, I would add a feature character to it. I mean, TV and obviously TV and film are totally different, two different sure. mediums, but you know, you we they wanna hear whether or not you do preschool, they wanna hear whether or not you do teenagers, adults, I said it earlier, singing, creature sounds, you know, even though that could be something that could be more in a video game sure. demo and stuff like that. But I know people who are in the center part of the country who just want to do, you know, characters, they want to be able to be stretched yep. in range and they want to have all of that. 
So yes, what I would specifically do is you can create samples if you're going to go ahead and put, you know, an animation double. I would have like if you want to do creature stuff like that, just so that way you have a sample, so that way the agent or the casting broker can see how well your range expands. As far as, like I said, bring your characters real. Um, bring some characters that are over the top. That's what I'm he hearing. Um, bring your singing to some of your characters. Um, there's so much that you can incor incorporate. I'm curious, you know, we talked earlier about dubbing and you mentioned that that's a, that's a genre that is a, you're seeing it as a growing genre. And, you know, we mentioned all these streaming platforms and so many international movies on them now that are getting dubbed. I'm curious about animation because it seems to me like there, there are a hundred different streaming services now. Every one of them is trying to create original and unique content and animation is often a part of that original and unique content because they're trying to get parents to you know sign up for the service for their kids so subscribe does that mean that there's more opportunity now in animation than there has been in the past like it seems like before it was like disney nickelodeon like there were a few really large gatekeepers that kind of held the keys to the kingdom now with all these different platforms and, and so much more content being created does that open the door for more voice actors or are you seeing that it does open the door i mean there are a lot of other people are doing independent animated features and stuff like that, even in schools, yep. there's so much animation content. There might not be as many animation stuff on pay to plays. Mm -hmm. I would try to stay too much away from the pay to plays or be very, very careful to do your what research you for, yep. on the pay to play yep. stuff, which you sign up for because you never yep. know. But, you know, animation is not going anywhere. Animation is across the whole, you know, board. Yep. Yes, you have to dig for it. But I will say, if you want to play with the big leagues and the big people, you're going to have to be union. That's another question. Let's then. get clear. Let me be clear about that. Yes, you have to be in the union. And if 95, I will go on a limb and say about between 98 and 99% of the animation with the big, the stuff, big stuff, whether on both coasts, yep. on both coasts is union. So does that mean that you have to be in LA if you want to book this stuff? Do you have to be based in LA? Or with the rise of the home studio, Source Connect, you know, all of these options for doing remote directed sessions and everything, does that open up the rest of the country and voice actors that are in the rest of the country? Or is it still an L.A. thing? It, it, most people are moving here. Um, things have not changed as much because we're still under this COVID and, and because with the strike that's happening so as of now, you don't necessarily have to be. I mean, it, I believe that they're doing animation, I think, in Atlanta, mm -hmm. or at least they're opening up some, you know, animation studios there to do it. Um, so, no, do you, listen, I don't want 15,000 of y'all moving here. Let's be clear about the that. Taxes are too <laughs> expensive in California. That. No, who wants, to, who wants to live there? Come on. <laughs> you know, but, you know, yes, you know, get your training first. Let me say this. Get your training first. But there is an opportunity for are. voice actors who yes. are not based in L.A. And, the the and, opportunity is still yes. there. And then come out here. Because, like I said, there's tons. There is tons of work, but you're going to have to hunt yep. for it. And you're going to have to find the right agent that's going to represent you that give you and create that opportunity, right. you know, for you. You do casting and you do directing. What are your pet peeves 
What are the things that you see voice actors doing, uh, whether it's through a casting process or while you're directing them and you just want to, you know, reach out and give them one of those smacks, you know, you want to get all up in there. You know what I'm talking about, Everett. <laughs> you, mean, you mean when they're not prepared? When they're not prepared, when, when they're, they're not doing come in, come in prepared. what you're telling them to? Is it, like, what, what, are the pet peeves? what are the pet peeves? Because I'm sure if they're your pet peeves, other casting directors are, are probably feeling some of the same things. So what, what are we doing wrong and how do we, what do we got to fix? Is it just preparation? Rushing. Per, r- rushing, yeah. that's pr- which is part of preparation, um, not doing their, their, their research, you know, um, late, coming in late, annoys me. Um, what else annoys me? Oh, <laughs> here we you. go. Here I saw it on your face. <laughs> Reading a script off your computer annoys, it drives me crazy. So if I'm giving you notes... We, you're not even taking we're not notes. Writing them down, yeah. You're just sitting there trying to retain trying to it in your head. Yep. That's and that and I'm like, did I not just tell you? All of a sudden, I hear um, Uncle Roy in my head screaming, "Mark your script, damn it!" And and I'm I'm picturing you looking to see whether or not they're actually marking their script. And you know they're not. Uh, yeah. I'm not even going. Yep. I'm not even going. I'm not even go there. Um, I'm yeah. That's that. It just flashed because I was just thinking of somebody. That's why. Um, oh. It's all still part of preparation. Um, it'll hit me. It'll hit me. It's just not hitting me right now. Um, but a lot of it really does have else? to do with just doing a little bit of homework up front, right? Understanding the script. It's just basic Knowing stuff. your perspective. You know, wh- who's the audience? Not having... Yeah, yeah. They're, they're not even answer, answer, having those questions. And, oh, another pet peeve is them acting. So you think that you're going to put on another... I'm going to say voice, which drives me crazy. Put on another voice and do the same acting as you've done for the other character. I'm like, so just because you changed the character and you're giving me the exact same acting notes and beats and tone, yeah. that drives me crazy. Yep. So it's just like they don't have, like I said, we go back to preparation. They don't have a a, a toolbox of characters right. that they can use to because I bring real life experiences to any actor I work with. Yep. My experiences working at a at an agency and being at the sessions and working with the casting people and the producers, I'm giving you hardcore real life experiences. So that way, when you have that real life experience, you're not flustered, right. you're not sweating. You are calm, cool, and collective, and you will hear my voice say, take a minute, take a breath. They are humans just like you. They understand. Time is money. I will say that. But the simple fact of the matter is, is that I just need a minute to find what I'm looking for, because it's going to come to you just as clearly as day. I just need a minute. Like, who is this character? This is how I was taught and raised, because that's what it is. I've worked with professional actors who can think quickly, timely off their feet. And the, and the voice director would say, would grab them a piece of copy and say, hey, Pat, we need you to do this, 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 and this. Can you make it blah, blah, blah? And they'll go, the actor will go, sure, I can go ahead. And then all of a sudden, they just change stuff in 30 seconds. Boom. It just comes to them that quickly. And that's what I do as a coach, mentor, prepare you for that. Because other than that, once you are not prepared and ready, that's it. You only got one shot. And that's for real. I'm noticing a theme as we as we carry on throughout the interview. And it seems that a lot of it does just come back to preparation and 
doing that, you know, couple of minutes of homework just to make sure that you're ready rather than just mm -hmm. walking into the booth with the script and standing in front of the microphone and, and just knocking out a read. I, I suspect, I, I almost wonder if this is going to be the answer to the next question then as well. Now I got y'all worked up because I, you know, figured out what, what it is that annoys you. <laughs> let's, let's bring you back down again. <laughs> uh, you offer career consultation. You're, you're literally like a voiceover mm -hmm. renaissance man. You do casting, you do directing, you animation, commercial, mm -hmm. everything, but you do career consultation as well. What are a couple of things that you wish that new voice actors understood coming in other than preparation. Cause I feel like that's probably going to be part of the answer to the question. It's acting. It's just, it's just general just acting. acting. Just have a background in acting. But my thing is, is that because they've taken theater classes that that's their acting. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, well, no. Or if they've taken, you know, on camera acting, I'm like, well, that's great. That's helpful. But it, it, it's, I tell people, you want to find a class that you're going to understand who the hell you are right. and you're going to be vulnerable to play. Go do an improv class for fun. Get that. Thank you. Get that fear right. out of you. That's what it is. It's holding everybody back is it's fear. Yep. It's the fear of what happens if I'm not good enough or what happens, you know, someone told them, you know, why are you wasting your time doing yeah. that? And that's all this is, is just fear. Yep. And so once you can get over that and yeah, I want to hear you. I want to know what you were like when you was a child. That's what they're looking for. I mean, I was, I was, I was fun. I was, I was mature, believe it or not, <laughs> as a child, <laughs> my friends would, but I was hyper. I can't imagine. And I was very hyper. You say I'm driving a simple word. <laughs> but, you know, as my, my cousin would say, you were, I was over the top. But my personality as I'm now has stayed the same. I've just calmed down right. a little bit more, you know. But that's what I tell actors, especially when they come into career consultation. It's okay to if you've been in, in this business for a short period of time and you're confused. Yep. And then I people who come to me and I unconfuse you and I, you know, I steer them and yeah. guide them into the right direction. But it's like some people have lost their way because tragic health yep. issues or whatever. And that's okay. Sometimes you need to, thank you, the body. You have to understand the process of the body. When you're tired, go take a minute and take a break. I happen to be a workaholic, which I've been told. So now I have to learn to find my, you know, plainness, right. you know, or something that I love to do. So what, that's what I did when I, when people, when I'm, you know, people come to me for career consultations, it, that's what I'm listening for. I'm like, okay, hmm, there was something about them that I'll say, this is what's missing. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions and then I just want to get to know you. Once I get to know you, then I go, hmm. I give them looks. Hmm. You do. You do give a lot of looks. I, I can. Mm -hmm. And it's not even good or bad. It's just like, hmm, I'm studying. You're trying to figure it out. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure you out and go, hmm. And I'll know what's missing because they'll say something. I mean, I, I'm, I'm paying attention, but I'm also trying to, how can I guide them? How can I? Yep. As long as they ain't stressing me out. Don't come stress me out. <laughs> 
you've you've brought up improv a couple of times, so obviously you are a fan mm-hmm. of improv. That's something that you've you've mentioned, and and yes. you know, people. I will admit that even when you say the word improv, I think my heart rate goes up a little bit and I start to break out in hives a, a little bit. Because it's fear. Oh, 100%. You, I, I do not deny that. And I don't know, understand it. You have a great personality. You do well in front of, you do it. You do improv in front of when you, at, at a conference. Yeah. And you need to treat it. You have to sometimes trick yourself and go, it's just me having fun yeah. in front of a bunch of people who I don't know yeah who you'll never see probably again, you know, unless you just have a connection with them. And that's how you have to look yeah. at it. I just, I think, you know, let yourself I go. literally, but as you, you're talking, I'm like, you know, I, I used to run into burning buildings when I was on the fire department and, and I loved it. Like I would do it again tomorrow. If I had the opportunity did not phase me whatsoever walking into those situations. But the idea of walking into an improv class, I'm like, I would, I would have to turn around and run and look for a burning building just to feel feel comfortable i know a lot of well you have to suck your mind out you suck yourself out put yourself in that position that'll help you get rid of that fear so so other than improv though we talk about acting and acting is such a broad-based term is there any particular methods because i know there's different types of acting different methods that you know different teachers that teach different techniques is there any particular one that you have found is better than another or is it just Learn how to act, get comfortable, get over your fear, improv, like, really. Everybody's going to say about the Meisner technique. I'm, I'm just, I'm I'm like, okay, that works. I just listen for realism. I really listening. I mean, that's really become a stickler of me and a point of view. That's what I'm looking for. Once I kind of home in and kind of figure out who you are, then I can go ahead and really sink my teeth into you and and claws and pull out performances that you couldn't you know even thought of or do right. or thought you could you couldn't right. do you know so that's what you know because it's just a natural it's just natural right. it's just you being natural yep. but I think the thing is is you know I feel like in our world and I feel like that people are not allowing them to be who they particularly who they are do you think social media is a factor in that? Because we're all trying to present a particular image on social media, right? We present our best life on social media. We we only talk about the good things that happen. We only talk about the good jobs that we book. We only talk about the you know the new the good agent that we signed with or whatever. And so we're we're creating this almost like an alternate reality because because it's only based on part of part of the reality. But do you think that that is part of what's impacting our ability to tap into our vulnerabilities? Because Generally speaking, social well, because you don't know anybody. I think so because you don't know anybody. So you, you. I mean, I look at social media. I'm always. It's weird for me because I'm looking as an outlet of its messages for me. Social media. It's a way I find things on social media to me that's funny, which I can you know relate to. But I I do see people on there, and um, it just like it allows them to probably not think as much and they're just doing it because everybody else is doing it. Um, I'm still, because I'm of a certain age, trying to figure out the influencer kind of thing. Not quite sure (laughs) what that is. Famous for the sake of being Um, famous. Yeah. You know, and, and listen, 
whatever that is. You be careful what you ask for is what I'm saying because you never know. Are you not trying to be a Kardashian uh, ever? You, that's not your that's not your jam on social media. I'm not. You know, everybody. Let's 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 be clear about this. <laughs> I will say, I've got a big bubbly personality. Everybody thought I was going to go ahead and be an actor. I can't remember lines. Okay, let's be clear. I cannot remember lines. <laughs> okay, and now I'm forgetting people's names. <laughs> okay, but I can tell you when your birthday is. <laughs> I can tell you what your first, you know, when you had your first child. Right. Okay, so I can tell you that. <laughs> but other than that, I don't remember. But um, no, I think social media does play Plays a role, a impact, a role in that. Um, you know, it's a way of covering up, you know, and hiding because it's just like, well nobody's going to watch this. Yeah. And then they're surprised at what they do when they get all these followers and go, whoa, yeah. they do. People pay attention. It's true. You know, I look at this guy named Calvin. Calvin is this guy who's in this grocery store on Instagram or TikTok. And he just makes, you know, fun of people and, you know, puts wigs on people and he has a good time. And I look at it as he's just a way of making people feel comfortable and having a good time right. and being vulnerable and playing. Sure. You yep. know, so it's it's that, you know, aspect of it. So we've talked a little bit about it. We've touched on some of the different things that you do, but let's let's kind of summarize. If somebody is looking for help from Everett, because we all should probably spend a little bit of time with you. Let's talk about some of the different things that you <laughs> offer, some of the different uh, services that you offer to voice actors and, and how you're helping us to get out of our heads and deliver better reads and auditions. What, what are you doing? Uh I'm a behind the scenes kind of okay. guy, whether people believe it or not. I have this workout program where an online program where I have people from all different backgrounds, casting directors, agents, coaches in specific, specific fields come in. They teach for two, two and a half hours on the various different genres from, yes, I've done looping. Yes, I've done corporate e-learning, blah, 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 down the line. Okay. Then I my classes go between 10 and 12 students, no more than 12. I do no audits at all because I do not believe that you can learn something just, from an just audit. Just sitting and watching. Yeah. Everybody needs to participate. Yep. Then what I do is I allow the instructor to do what they do. Mm -hmm. I am taking notes throughout the whole entire process. I am the only coach that I've been told, and I will brag about it, that will give individual feedback right. to every single student who's in that class. Yep. And I will reach out to them and tell them what they need to work right. on, what needs to improve. So that's what I do for that. I do private coaching for commercials. I do private coaching for mm -hmm. animation. I have been doing animation demos. I've been doing a little bit of animation demos for commercials. And, and you've had some award um, nominations. Is that not correct? I had two nominations right for, for the One Voice. Yep. Thank you for the nomination for two of my clients for producing and coaching for the animation okay. stuff. Thank you for reminding me because I would have totally forgotten about that. <laughs> That's I've, done my, I've done my homework, Everett. I know what's up. Um, because I'm a behind the scenes person, right. believe it or not. I do, obviously, like you said, I have this career counseling person comes to me and they give me everything. They give me a foundation of, they lay out their whole mm -hmm. life and I formulate a plan for them and send them to either I work with them or I do share and send them to coaches who I think it's a right yep. fit for them. Okay. So this is no wasting no yep. time. Then I I do, um, thank you, they said auditions. I have people that come to me for auditions who 
we work, I kick and scream. I like, you know, you can't do that audition. Why are you even wasting your time doing this audition? Because you know that's not you. Or, yes, this is a great audition, boom. So I work with them just to get the right performances out. That's pretty much the... It's just, uh, just all the things. I mentor. That's all. Just all the things. I, I mentor, right? You see, I'm going down a little... I mentor. Yes. I mentor a lot of actors. Um, though people don't see me as much, I will say that. They reach out to me and I mentor them from around the world. I have international clients people who I have a connection with and and really give them a true, honest opinion of what I see in them, what is going on in their career and how can I move them forward. I'm a person of networking. Yep. I'm a person of telling it as I've been told raw yes. and real, which is hilarious for that. to me. <laughs> and not going to blow smoke up your butt. Yeah. Which we we need. And I think we, we need, need more that. of that. And yeah. you have to be you have to be open to yeah. the criticism. Yep. I'm gonna teach you and I'm gonna be tough on you because this is how I feel. I feel that you do not need to be in front of professional people and look sloppy because there's a reflection on us because I know how voice actors are. They talk and they're going to go ahead and say, this person did this, 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 and this. And I'm a type of person that's like, I don't want my name in it. I want my name to be golden because you're a reflection of me going in front of a casting person, you going in front of a producer or whoever you interact with. So that's why I come from a place. I'm a tough love kind of coach. But that's you might see me laughing and joking. Sure. But that's just who I am. But, but that's ahead. why I, that's one of the things that I really respect and appreciate about you and one of the reasons why I refer so many people to you because what you said, you're invested because your reputation's on the line too, right? You're not right. one of those coaches that's just like, give me your money, here's an hour, go do your thing. You're, you you actually are invested in seeing people succeed because your reputation is ultimately reflected in in how they deliver. And so that's that's one of the things that I appreciate about you. So if somebody wants to work with you, find out about your career consultations, about upcoming classes that you're offering, where do we go to do that? You can go to voice acting director, all one word, um, or email me at eo at voiceactingdirector.com and put Mark Scott in the subject line so I know where you came, came from, from the podcast because it becomes right, right on <laughs> because it becomes very I kind of figure things out you know as I have stuff all over right. I just kind of want to know who is speaking very highly of me <laughs> I will always speak highly of you Everett not not just those I was like I know what's happening and I and I'll um voiceover community. I just kind of want to know where you came right. from. So that way I got to have a good sense of, oh, okay, you've had training with this person, okay. you have training with this bro. Then I have to figure out what is it that I need to bring to the sure. table to complete right that. On. So that's what I'm, I'm looking for. All right. For so uh, voiceactingdirector.com. I'll include that in the show notes. We'll put the email address in the show notes, maybe some social media links as well. Everett, I always enjoy when you come on and speak your truth. I, I had you on Free Advice Friday a, a while back, and, and that was a really fun session. And <laughs> I just, it was, as I was preparing for this interview, I, I actually said to my wife, I'm like, I have no idea how to prepare for this interview because Everett is such a wild card, and I'm just not really sure where we're going to go or, or where he's going to take me. But I know no matter what, I'm always going to learn something and you're always going to add value. And so thank you for 
the value that you have added in this interview because I know you're helping a lot of voice actors. Well, thank you for having me. Like that that's just my mojo. I'm here to help and serve and and get actors where they need to be. And so when they come to me, they have a pretty good understanding of, you know, where they are. And they and my, they know that my, you know, reaching out to me is always yep. open regardless of how busy I am. I I do give back right to on. them. Well, thank you for that, Everett. I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. If you take nothing else away from this entire interview with Everett, there are two things that I think that came up over and over and over again. Number one, focus on your acting. Number two, always be prepared. If you get those two things sorted out, if you make those two things a priority, I think that alone is going to help to AI-proof your business and massively increase your audition to booking rate. So thank you, Everett. We're going to focus on our acting and we are absolutely going to be prepared. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one. The Everyday VOPreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. You have a great website, right? Well, make sure you host it at some place that doesn't suck. Hey, it's Brad Newman, fellow VO Pro for 28 years and owner of UpperLevelHosting.com. People ask why us, and that's simple. We make it easy, respect your time, save you money, and just make all the magic happen. You don't need to know all the tech stuff when it comes to hosting your website. We got you. Ask around tens of thousands of client interactions later and six years of amazing customer service and not a single negative complaint ever. Upperlevelhosting.com. And see. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more VOPreneur goodness? Jump online at VOPreneur.com.